is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow, still so much to get into uh, on this abortion situation and the reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We'll get into that coming up in 60 seconds. How would you like it if every time you picked up your cell phone, you're reminded not only of how much money you're saving every month because you switched to Patriot Mobile, um, or, you know, but look, it's not only that, it's that you're doing something good. What if you could actually be working with a cell phone company that was doing something positive? Let me tell you this. This is, this is behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, my wife does some volunteering for, she was doing phone calls for some of these local school boards in Texas. You know, they've been they've had these problems. There's been big debates. They've been national stories where there's this back and forth between uh, the CRT sort of side of things and the people fighting against it. And, you know, we talk about Patriot Mobile donating their money. You know, you, you subscribe to Patriot Mobile. They'll take portions of your money and it'll go to good causes like that. But it's not only that. She was there making phone calls on this on this topic and they were there too. Like Patriot Mobile, they never announced it. They never talked about it. They were just, all these employees were there on a, I believe a work day. They just, Patriot Mobile was like, you know what, today, let's just go make phone calls on this. That's how important it is. They care. They believe in the same things you believe in. And instead of supporting somebody who is giving money to Planned Parenthood, you can support a company that will give you the best service uh, and also will help causes you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck is the place to go to get that service. 972-PATRIOT is the phone number. You get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more. So make the switch today between the left, the media, and the rhinos. We need to stick together. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program this week. Um, Something we talk about from time to time is how passionate the left is about abortion. It's fascinating. It's like a religion to them. It's more of a religion, I think, than even climate change is. Uh, They love abortion. The fact that they can kill babies uh, is just so important to them. And so... When they perceive that they've lost that right, which, again, they really haven't lost the right. There's there's still going to be places where you can get abortions if you really want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reaction is amazing. Look at this woman who uh, throws a pillow down. She's got knee pads on because um, she's uh, she's very animated. Uh, about the Roe v. Wade decision. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I'm sorry, that's just a little irrational. I don't want to be a flip-flopper here, but in her case, she she should be able to abort her kids. Uh, You know, I just, uh, I don't think any of us are arguing for her to be a parent. Uh, uh, That... That's unbelievable. That's psychotic. Is that bizarre? You know, it's so weird so too weird. the performative nature of it because uh, you, you know if you're listening to radio you can't you can only hear the screaming and the bleeping. She's in a leopard print like onesie <laughs> thing leotard deal. Yeah, she's doing that. And someone else 
crucially is holding the camera yeah right like this yeah. is a performance as if they think this is a good <laughs> representation of their movement hey honey you film me while i throw a pillow down and then just go ape crap on video how would that be i'll just start screaming and shaking wildly and uh people are gonna love it mm. they're gonna love the response yes uh, <laughs> amazing <laughs> weird Hey, uh, Pat, let me break in here real quick uh, just to give you a little news update. We are now in the middle of Supreme Court Court time, and we have a Mm -hmm. very good one yet uh, again. More good news from this court. Oh, wow. As uh, Bremerton, Kennedy versus Bremerton. This is the case of Coach Kennedy. I think, I don't know if you had him on, Pat, on on Pat Gray Unleashed. I had him on in Studios America. We had him on here on the radio show. A coach who was was praying at the Mm 50-yard line Mm -hmm. after his games, never asking anybody to come join him. Uh, they said that he got fired for this, and they said you're not allowed. It's a separation of church and state issues. Uh, again, something ridiculous. that's not in the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Another thing that isn't in the yeah. U.S. Constitution, right? Uh, but uh, that one was written by Gorsuch, a six-three decision, uh, as as you would expect. Sotomayor, mm. Breyer, and Kagan on the wrong side of that, as they always are. But that is a big one. That was one of the three or four big ones remaining. And it goes the correct way. How do you see that any other way? Any other way. Than slapping that down. I, it's not. I mean, if you're a Supreme Court justice, you should know the Constitution well enough to understand separation of church and state is not really a thing in the United States Constitution. The only thing about the church and state is that the state shall not establish a religion. Liter- they shall not make no law establishing a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Yep. That's it. That's it. I mean, to, literally to the point, Pat, that they encouraged states to form their own state churches. Yeah. There were state churches in effect sure were. when this went on. Mm-hmm. One of the first acts of the Congress was to have a, a prayer it was a congressional, and of course, we still have congressional days of prayer from time they to time. They printed a Bible. They printed a Bible. Yeah. They, they held prayer. I mean, it's <laughs> so over the top of the other way. Yeah. And this is not even that. We're not even talking about like, oh, well, Congress should get together and pray every day on, uh, you know, on the floor of, of, you know, of the Senate or whatever. Which they do. Which they do, by the way, and still do. And <laughs> they still have national do. days of prayer and all this stuff still occurs. Yeah. But um, regardless but school, of that. you can't do that. This is basically a coach. Who, after the games, because he had a, a, a crazy life and decided after uh, all these games would end, he said, you know what, I, I've had gone through so much, I'm going to thank God every day. And after these games, I'm just going to go to the 50-yard line, take a knee, say a silent prayer. And you can only take a knee if it's uh, in protest right. of the United <laughs> States flag. That's the it's only amazing. way. It's the only way that's constitutional. The same people who will amazing. say Ka- Colin Kaepernick what a has, hero. A, has a right <laughs> to be able to. Now, of course, in a private business like that, he doesn't actually have a right, right. to do that. Now, I don't care if he does it. Uh, now, he can't get on the field because he's such a terrible quarterback. <laughs> but if he could get on the field, I don't necessarily care if he does it. I don't take my political advice from athletes that's oh. not the way i it works for me hmm. i try to come up, come up with those opinions on my own so they can okay. come up with their own dumb opinions all they want and express them however they want i don't care i'll just ignore them but the nfl has they can absolutely stop them from doing that if they want to mm-hmm. uh but however like i guess you're able to fire a coach 
for just taking a knee and praying. That's just not Amazing. true. The First Amendment, the freedom of religion, does not stop at your door, does not stop at the door of the church. Mm-hmm. It is something you're able to do. Just like we just learned, or at least the left just learned with the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment also doesn't stop at your front door. That's not where that right ends. It is a right, and hmm. you can carry your gun around, uh, and they shall issue it to you, uh, that permit. So anyway, long story short, uh, that is a big case, probably one of the biggest ones remaining, uh, that you are apparently... Uh, yeah, you do have some religious liberty. This court, I will say, has been good on these issues. And people, uh, mm. let me give credit where credit is due as well for, to First Liberty Institute. Friends of, of the show, uh, you know, all, all those guys over there, Jeremy Dice and, you know, the whole crew has done such a great job in, in being relentless pushing for religious liberty and for mm-hmm. the court to respect it and this was you know this was their case i mean they they argued it in front of the supreme court uh, they they've shepherded this thing through all the way and did an incredible thing they've made a real difference you know well there's been a lot of criticism of conservatism of originalism of the conservative legal project in general oh we don't get enough results eh. I mean, it's hard to argue with this right now. I, you know, this is this has been an incredible mm-hmm. achievement, and I think you look at it. Everybody from all aspects of conservatism has made this stuff possible. You know, you, you can look. We we named a, f- a few of the names: President Trump, even people like Mitch McConnell, First Liberty Institute, the Federalist Society. Mm-hmm. And these are widely varying views in a lot of these groups, but all generally just wanted the Constitution respected, and we're seeing that happen. Yeah, it's incredible. And that's, I mean, another, as you mentioned, another great ruling. Maybe we'll get one on uh, climate change as well, which would be great. Yeah. They've got the, an environmental uh, opinion coming up. That's the, pr- I mean. Is that going to happen today? It may. There's, so we just got another one is Concepcion, which we'll go through here in a minute. Um, but not, EPA versus West Virginia is the, I don't know, maybe the biggest one I'm looking at uh, right now. Um, because that one, I think, will. They might save that till what, they, Thursday or Friday or something. You know, again, who knows? Yeah. I will say they are always up for surprises, they, yeah. aren't they? Like Friday. Yeah. That was a big surprise. Yeah. I thought that would be the last one they announced. And that's like a traditional thing. They leave these these sort of uh, controversial ones to the last day, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not a rule. Like they can Right. They do can that. do it whenever whenever they want. We do know that we have at least one more coming here <clears throat> as we speaking, um, as we're sitting here. Um and it looks like this one was okay. Well, we'll go through we'll go through the whole this whole thing in just a minute because we're running late already. But uh, this was uh, we at least have one more coming today. Now, there's eight remaining coming into the day. We have two so far. We're going to have a third one at least. Now, so, does the coach, by the way, does the coach get his job back? Did they? I asked him that in the interview, and I can't remember what he said. I, I think he, I, I think he was actually open to it. It was he was an interesting guy. I don't think I'd want my job back. Yeah, I, I told him I would like I, I would hate these people. Yeah, right. And they, they, yeah. they, they screwed him over. I believe in a big way. Yes, he had a totally did. different perspective on it. Like his perspective was number one, he's not like a pastor. This guy is not a religious zealot. He is not the guy who is going, you know, who is like, every time you talk to him, he's got a new scripture he's quoting. He's just like totally a normal guy who just believed he wanted to pray. Like, it it was, he's not like, you know, what you would think of when you think of a guy standing up at the Supreme Court. Did they warn him or ask him to do this somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. So what, initially he started, if I'm remembering the story right, I think I am. Initially he started doing it by himself at the 50-yard line. 
Oh, and, did the team join and him? And then the team oh, no. saw him do it. What a terrible influence. And said, Coach, can we come <laughs> pray with you? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. Of course. It's America. Yeah. So he went, took a knee at the 50-yard line. He started, Some of the players started gathering. I remember Over that. Over time, yeah. even the other teams would start coming and gathering at, at the center of no, the field. No, it's unacceptable because you got a whole bunch of people praying. We can't have that. So. Not on government school grounds. Th- now, that's a terrible point and not true, but. <laughs> That's what they said. And the school came to him and said, look, we know, we know, we love you and everything, but you can't do it because people, everyone's, uh, you can't bring other people involved because people are worried that you'll have influence over them. And he said, you know what? Okay. I will tell my team not to come out. So he told them, look, you guys can't come with me and pray out in the center because it's a big controversial thing. So then he went out and started doing it by himself again and they still fired him. Oh man. So wow. he was only doing it by himself and specifically wow. asked for other people not to join. And um, But his opinion seemed to be closer to, look, I don't think they wanted to do this to me. They just felt they had to. I think that was really how he took it. Which, I think he again, still shows the ignorance yeah. in this country yeah. about things that are not in the United States Constitution. They're such ignorance. Such ignorance. And just because people say it over and over and over that there's separation of church and state, separation of church and state. So people get into this little world where I'm sorry, you can't you can't bring religion into this anywhere on school grounds. Well, what? What are you talking about? Of course I can. But that's not the perception. And the perception has been reality for a long time, and hopefully this decision will change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's it a big deal. Really, religious is. liberty is really doing well right now, and I think you know I'm hoping for one of the big things I'm hoping for is that many more of these cases, and hopefully a definitive one, gets to the Supreme Court as it relates to not just uh, <clears throat> not just church, but churches specifically when it comes to all the COVID restrictions. You know, the fact oh, that they yeah. were trying to force churches yeah. to close down. You have absolutely just trying. They did. They did. They did. I just don't think they did it legally. And no, I don't we've either. We've seen low, some lower courts have issues with them and get, and get some of that stuff overturned. First Liberty worked on that stuff as well. Yeah. But I would like to see one of these things go up to the to the to the Supreme Court level and have Me it too. be very clear that the government can make recommendations. They can say, "Hey, this is what we think you should do. Here's our best health advice. Here's what our experts are saying." And all that's fine. They can do all that stuff. They cannot stop you. They cannot stop you from opening your business. I don't think that should happen either, but certainly when it comes to a, a, a house of worship, the right. government absolutely should not be able to do that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, look, most churches went along with the advice and just decided, look, I, we think this is the best thing. And that's totally fine, too. If they want, if that's what they believe mm-hmm. the decision is, they, they can make that decision. But the government cannot enforce that. Absolutely not. It's, it's insanity. And the, the whole theory is so upside down. Like, the state needs to be protected from religion. No, that wasn't the founder's problem. The problem was religion being protected from the state. That's what they were concerned with, and that's what they were trying to do. And this ruling helps along those lines. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. Fascinating lineup on the second decision. We'll get to it here in just a second. A strange bedful of fellows on this one. Uh, the country is facing an extremely significant slowdown as we move closer and closer to the brink of recession. Everything costs more lately, and it's not going to get better anytime soon. So what do you do? 
Do you have a plan yet? Do you know what you're going to do? Uh, you need to be saving money anywhere and everywhere that you can. And one of the best ways to do that is to give American Financing a call. Let their salary-based consultants give you a free mortgage review. Why not? Once they do that, they'll know all of your options. They can lay them out for you. I've worked with them before. That's what they do. They say, okay, you got option A, option B, option C. What do you think? Um, if you're talking about everything from paying off high interest debt, shortening loan terms. You can access cash from your equity. Tons of possibilities. And with the mortgage rates only going up from here, man, it seems like a good time to get this done if you haven't already. If you start soon, you could close in as little as 10 days. Why not learn more? Call American Financing 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 10 seconds, station ID. That's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, so another ruling? Is, yeah, this is the Concepcion case. Um, okay. Now, it's about sentencing guidelines, basically. Can you sentence to someone to a reduced sentence? Mm. I mean, there's not. We don't really need to get into all the details on the case. But I will say the, the lineup is fascinating. It is uh, Sotomayor wrote the opinion. Okay, so. All right. All right Sotomayor, mm-hmm. usually going to be terrible. Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kagan, as you'd expect, grouped together, as they seem to always do. There's never really much exception from that. Every once in a while, you'll see Kagan stray, but that's... It's rare, rare. but it does happen. It does occasionally happen. Who joined them? What two, what two from the conservative side joined the three liberals in this case? John Roberts. <laughs> you'd think John Roberts and... And... Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh would be the two that Kavanaugh. I would say. Yeah. Prob- they mm-hmm. seem to be the two centrist ju- uh, judges. Yeah. Uh, no, not in this one. Sotomayor, Breyer and Kagan, plus Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas. Oh my gosh. Now that is a weird really? five right there. <laughs> that is a that weird five. Is Wow. Yeah, so uh, that's so you got wow. that one. And we do have at least one more coming. Um, and, uh, do we know we'll which one it is? See. Do we have the next one yet? No. Uh... Oh, it's Ron. Uh, this is one I looked at the other day, and I'm going to have to refresh my memory on what it is. Um, because, uh, honestly... Did you say it's Ron? Ron. R-U-A-N is the name versus U.S. Okay. This okay. is about a physician alleged to have prescribed controlled substances outside the usual course of professional practice, oh. maybe convicted of unlawful distribution without regard mm-hmm. to whether in good faith he reasonably believed mm-hmm. that his prescriptions fall within the course of professional This practice. one's going to burn down the country. Yeah, this is down the, on the, the riots side. are starting on yeah. this one already. I don't know if you if you look outside <laughs> right now. They're pissed that the ruling hasn't even happened yet. Like, uh but Ron, they, <laughs> What? Look for that sort of graffiti on all on you know walls of burned buildings here coming soon. Uh does seem to be yeah. in a unanimous decision. Uh an, unanimous. Yes, Justice Breyer mm. wrote it. And uh, that is it for today. Okay. Looks like. So, yes. So, that'll give us down to, I think, five remaining for next week. We Including will have decision the EPA days. one, which is a big EPA. one. Also, uh, remain in Mexico, bo- uh, Trump border policy oh. is, is another big one on the docket. Oh. Uh, that's another one. Wow. Because... Biden wants to get rid of it, and so far the lower courts have said you can't. You don't have you don't you don't have any justification for that. So as of right now, it it, uh, it remains a very controversial one, and one that the left is really looking at closely. Of course, after this session, I think we're really going to have to fight off packing the court. The court packing thing is really going to become an issue because they've lost several big decisions here 
during this session. Oh, yeah. So what they're going to want to do is add a whole bunch of liberals to the court and, you know, stack it with 13 justices. And Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren said as much today. Yeah. Over the right? weekend, she did. And, you know, this is what the left does when they lose the popular vote uh, or win the popular vote but lose the electoral college. They call for repealing the electoral college. When they can't get their judges through with 60 votes, they say, let's lower it to 50. Ask Harry Reid about that one in yep. 2013, which led to what we saw this uh, on Friday. Uh, you know, this is what they do. When they don't get what they want, they just try to go around it. They never try to just win within the rules. But you look at this ruling, Roe versus Wade, conservatives won within the rules. They just they used sure the electoral process over many years, decades. They fought with activism. They did everything they could. They, at the very, you know, at league, you know, at law school, well, those levels, developing conservative legal scholars and it finally paid off amazing the glenn back program so how important is your identity to you we know it's very important to so many people these days but your identity especially when you're talking online financially is a big big worry i mean it not only stands as a protective wall between everything you have financially and of course cyber criminals it also says who you are in the community what level of credibility you have with a tiny slip of information, it doesn't have to be much. All of it can be taken away in an instant. And it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. And that's what LifeLock is here for. They can't catch everything. Nobody can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. Much better. And if you do become a victim, the restoration specialist can help uh, you, you know, work through all the craziness that ensues. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what is yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. You can use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Cybercrime is going crazy right now. You need to protect yourself and your identity with LifeLock. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. I would love it if you check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed. Every weekday from 7 to 9 Eastern... Uh, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. What are we, a week from the 4th of July, right? It's next Monday. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Have it fast. Uh, if you, you still have a, a chance to get the greatest cookie on earth, uh, if you want, mm-hmm. by the 4th of July, mm-hmm. uh, we can guarantee delivery if you order today from Kexi.com. Today's the day. Today's the day. Yeah. I will say I've had this last batch of cookies you've produced. Yeah. Your, I mean, this with wife. the salted caramel and oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. one, uh, the the one that I fell absolutely in love with. Now they're all really great, but mm-hmm. the the one that I had a special uh, relationship with was the coconut cream. <laughs> oh. Oh my! I just love yeah. that thing. I did not expect. I mean, it was oh, just yeah. fantastic. That's great. It's the best one uh, that I've had in a while. I love it. I, I got to stay away from them. And by the way, that's that's available. Uh, just go to kexi.com to order yours. Uh, we've been discussing the incredible insanity coming out of the left since the verdict. And, you know, we were warned. We've been warned for the last. How long has it been since the verdict was leaked? Like three months? A couple months, and, yeah. And we, we've been warned the whole time to expect violence from both sides. And we were all... Wait, Wait, why would would we on the right uh, go out and, 
you know, overturn cop cars and set buildings on fire. Why would we do that well, when we like this ruling? Maybe you forgot about January 6th. <laughs> no, I didn't. But what does that have to do with anything? That's, well, that's how, just who you people yeah, are. That's really, and that's one of the reasons why January 6th really pisses me off. Me because too. Because now they have this one they, thing to point Yes. <laughs> They've got two things. They have Charlottesville yes, at January. and January 6th. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, like, conserve, like, you know, obviously there have been over the years, uh, unfortunately, a couple of high profile abortion protester types that have done really mm-hmm. terrible things mm-hmm. and have been immediately condemned, uh, condemned by every yep. single person I've ever known on the right. Yep. You know, Eric Rudolph and, uh, oh. you know, the, 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 the Kansas uh, abortion killer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple of incidents. I would not deny that there have been a couple. It's been very, very limited over the course of a 50-year battle. To very save, limited. When, especially when the stakes are 65 million lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you think of how, how what a, a life and death situation this is. I mean, in some ways, you're surprised there hasn't been more terrible behavior. Uh, it's really been done, as we Very mentioned true. before the break, within the bounds of the system, exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. You know, you have, you elect people, you, you, ha- but before that, long before that, there was a, a, a long-term grooming of conservative legal scholars, activists who fought every day, who did things like the, uh, the, the March for Life. Right. Yeah. Year after year after year mm-hmm. gathered when it seemed completely hopeless. Yes. Uh, to the and point we believed it was when you turn on your favorite conservative talk show and you'd hear Pat Gray and Stubergear telling you it's completely hopeless. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really believe it was that dire, but I never thought I would see the day. No. Uh, where uh, Roe versus Wade was even overturned. And there's a lot more to do on this on this fight i mean it doesn't mm-hmm. you know we really have prevented no abortions at this point when it's important to to be clear mm-hmm. it just gives you the opportunity to argue for these things and in some of these states now some of these abortions will not occur and that's that's great news to me that means there will be people who will be alive will have a chance at life that did not previously and i don't know how i don't know yeah. how you can be fighting on the other side of that battle frankly i don't either and they fight hard hard they, they fight hard it. and they make it they make it an issue of race when we want to prevent abortions in minority areas, you know, mm-hmm. 80% of abortion clinics are in predominantly black areas, black and Hispanic. Yeah. 80%. Jeez, and to me, that's awful. That says, okay, we want to abort and kill as many minorities as we possibly can. Yeah. I mean, well, we are saying, no, stop that. Let those people live. Let them live. Yeah. And somehow we're the racists. It's incre- it really is incredible the, how that Bizarre. how this has been spun. I mean, and you listen Bizarre. to the, the coverage of this, which is not every major media organization sent reporters to abortion clinics that found out about the ruling and then had to call quote unquote patients mm-hmm. uh, to tell them they could not come in because Roe versus Wade was overturned and now abortions are illegal in their state, and them crying and sobbing about how they want to help these poor women. Kill their children. <laughs> Why can we not? Please let us do it. Please. It's so sad. What a sad day. And it's like, is there no no awareness in the press that the I other side not. exists to this story? I guess not. They don't seem to have any interest in it. And, you know, one of the reasons that the black population has stayed in this country between 12 and 14% for 100 years mm-hmm. is because of abortion. 
is because they're really hard. they're uh, disproportionately aborted more than whites, mm-hmm. and we want that to stop. Yeah, and you know we we and you know who doesn't want it to stop? The left. The left. And Margaret Sanger Democrats. at the beginning of all this. This is why she started Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. in the beginning, and it's been so successful. Look how successful it's been, and they love her. They adore her. They worship at the altar of Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and abortion. It's freakish. And there's just simply no way to get around it for the left that you can call us racist for a hundred different things, and they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll call us racist for affirm. There's a big case that's going to be coming in the next session on affirmative action. And I think there's a good chance that that gets limited mm-hmm. in a major way by this court, and it should. Mm-hmm. You should not be making decisions by skin color. That's something that we used to all agree on and is now apparently wrong. But you can call us racist for a hundred different things. What we want the minimum wage level to be, what uh, you think, you know, uh, voter ID, all yeah. these ridiculous things Jeez. they call us racist for. But the bottom line to all of this is if you implemented every single one of our policies, limiting welfare spending, uh, voter ID, uh, affirmative action, all these things, all to the conservative utopia, what the end result of all those policies would be is tens of millions of minorities alive today that are no longer alive. And thriving. Some of them might not be thriving. Some of them... But more than are thriving now would be thriving because of the policies. And they'd all have a freaking chance, right? You know, like some of them will be doctors. Some of them will be Mm -hmm. astronauts. Some of them Mm -hmm. will solve uh, society's great problems. Some of them will be crappy waiters at Chili's that screw up your order. Mm -hmm. Some of them will be the guy that cuts you off in traffic. (laughs) Some of them will be career criminals, but all of them deserve a chance to live their lives. You don't get to make this decision in advance for them. They get to make those decisions. They might wind up screwing their life up entirely. A lot of us do, Mm -hmm. but you still get that chance. I'm fascinated at the idea that it's better for society that people should just be executed before they've done anything. Before they've taken their first breath outside the womb, let's kill them because they might be a drain on society. What the hell kind of philosophy is that? That is mm. freaking psychotic. It's a eugenics philosophy. Yeah. And that's what it was based on. Fostered by Margaret Sanger. That's what it was based on. And you know what? You look at white supremacy groups today and they are not pro-life. White supremacy mm. groups support the right to abortion. And they will explicitly tell you the reason they do is because they like the fact that black and Hispanic babies keep getting aborted. Disproportionately. Disproportionately. Yeah. They like it. So if you want to be on the side of white supremacy and also not coincidentally the Democrats, because they've been lined up for generations, mm-hmm. hop on board to that pro-choice movement. It's, it's working out well. It's working out well if that is your philosophy to life. But in reality, I don't understand how anyone can support this craziness. I don't either. Especially see it as the empathetic view. There's a column in the New York Times today by someone named uh, Pamela Paul. She's an opinion columnist there. And let me just give you this, how it starts. As the 4th of July looms with its flags and its barbecues and its full-throated patriotism, I find myself mulling over the idea of American exceptionalism. What, if anything, makes this country different from other countries or from the rest of the developed world in terms of morals and our ideals? 
In what ways do our distinct values inform how America treats its own citizens? I land on a distinct absence of mercy. Witness the ruthless evisceration of Roe versus Wade and expand oh blah, 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 blah. So how about the ruthless evisceration of the babies inside the womb? Yeah. Up to and including a full-grown infant coming out of the birth canal and being torn apart and murdered right then and there. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. How, how, what lack of self-awareness could you have as a human being to literally define mercy as the constitutional right for one person to kill another? That's incredible. mercy yeah, to incredible. the left. How on earth can you think that way i can understand you thinking the way of joe biden in 2006 it's a terrible tragedy we don't want it to happen we want it safe and rare we want it safe we want it rare but we don't want it to occur that's gone this is a totally different worldview Mm -hmm. than that person Mm -hmm. in 2006 now by the way joe biden now holds the same worldview that i just discussed from pamela paul the new york times but it's like this idea that Murdering 65 million people is mercy, is psychotic. It is exactly the eugenic philosophy that led to what we saw in World War II. It's exactly that. Mm -hmm. It is what Margaret Sanger believed and has continued to uh, try to carry out against this country through Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. and other organizations all of this time. And it is fascinating that that has been presented and continues to be presented as this empathetic thing. We're supposed to listen to abortion clinic doctors who are unable to kill children for a day and hear them sob and feel, oh my gosh, these poor people now have to drive an extra hour. That's what we're supposed. That's supposed to be the empathetic yeah. side of the argument. Yeah, incredible. And just a reminder of what the left thinks of Margaret Sanger who was a eugenics person, wanted to rid the country of minorities. I admire <laughs> Margaret Sanger enormously. Mm. Oh, wow. Her courage, her tenacity, mm-hmm. eugenics. her vision. Uh-huh. Her, vision. Of my vision. her vision was an important to eliminate part. black people in America. That was her vision. Great friends, Ellen Chesler is here, who wrote a magnificent biography of Margaret Sanger called Woman of Valor. Oh, wow. And when I think about what she did all those years ago in Brooklyn, taking on Uh archetypes, taking on attitudes and accusations flowing from all directions, Accusations I am really in awe of her. Mm, And there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from her life. Well, yeah, and Hitler did learn some of those lessons from Margaret Sanger, as a matter of fact. Uh, It's interesting to note. Uh, 888-727-BECK Stay informed Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program 888-727-BECK We've got Four cases left now that the Supreme Court is going to decide this session. Uh, one's on immigration. One's uh, basically a climate change uh, sort of issue. One has to do with Native American sovereignty. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. they took the whole Indian nation 
and they put them on this reservation. How do they know? They they took away their way of life, you know, the tomahawk, the bow and knife. They taught. Uh, they took away their native tongue. Really? Yeah. What, what do they do? What do they do? How instead, would they... they taught their English to our young. Not, not mine, but there. speaking for the for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Native Americans. And you know, so wait, maybe I... the worst part of this though. Yeah. Yeah. All the beads they made by hand. Yeah. You know where those are made nowadays? In Japan, or Taiwan, or China. Mm-hmm. Even more right. nowadays. Yeah, Bangladesh. Often. Bangladesh. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe but, uh, yeah. yeah. Vietnam. So I don't know if they're going to rule on that aspect of it. Yeah, but, uh, I think they will. I, I've always found it interesting because you've you've said something similar to that many times, Pat. And I've have always, I? I will, yeah, huh. yeah. I don't know if you know that. I don't remember doing that. And I've always I've always interested in the as how the Native American in this situation mm-hmm. would define their way of life as a mohawk or, or a, a, <laughs> a, a, tomahawk a tomahawk and a bow and, and knife. A bow and knife. It just yeah. doesn't seem like that would be. <laughs> A modern way to describe Native Americans. Yeah, and probably not how yeah. they would. Like they wouldn't yeah, be like, hey, right. you know what defines us? Tomahawk. That's <laughs> if I'm going to say one thing. And what about your bow? I had a bow and a knife. knife. <laughs> that's a really, it's a pretty good point. Yeah, it is. Still odd, huh? But Weird. Anyway, that that is, of course, very much part of this case in the Supreme yeah. Court. They're going to be. I'm sure that's, <laughs> if that does not find its way into a dissent, I will be very surprised. Uh, what was the fourth thing? They're doing. Uh, I don't remember. And they'll Torres. they'll either do this probably Thursday and Friday, or maybe next week, because it almost always ends in early July. Yeah, we right? don't we don't know the day yet. We don't know um, the day. Okay. Uh, this is about uh, whether Congress has the power to authorize suits against non-consenting states pursuant to its constitutional war powers. I'm, Honestly, it's not one of all. If that doesn't there. go the way I want it to, <laughs> I'm going to be burning buildings down. Really, really pissed off about it. Yeah, I, just thinking about it make me angry. This seems like a really good approach, and I think it's working out well for the left. Yes. They're reaping yes. the rewards of this right now. This approach, see, I really do think you know, you get the more and more psychotic you get, mm-hmm. the more you wind up winning people over to your opposition. And I do think that at times conservatives have that same issue, I and mean, we got to be careful about it because you know, yeah. persuasion is still the name of the game here. You know, you can you can change laws all you want. You can get your memes, you know, and and all all your you know slam dunk tweets out there, and that's great. But persuading people who who might agree with you is still the most important thing. It's how you win these things long term, and I think we saw a very long 50-year battle to achieve those ends here.